0: what's up guys and welcome to obsidian canine academy podcast episode seven i know we've not had one of these for a while and i apologize but um you know life takes over sometimes life gets busy which is a headache i'd love to be able to schedule these more you know abrupt you know so they're always there when i when we want them every thursday or whatever and hopefully in time i can get my shit together and get that done um so let's get into this podcast. Also, what I would like to do in the near future is do some podcasts with guests. That would be cool as fuck, wouldn't it? But again, that's a time-permitting thing. Um, this week, I was at La Rockmore all weekend. Uh, two full-day clients in. Uh, I've got clients in today, and then I'm away to Wales tomorrow uh, to festival number six, which should be either blissfully fun or horrendously boring. And we, uh, we never know for sure until we actually get there. So I'm going to do an entirety vlog of that. You know, instead of splitting it up in today's, I'm going to do it as festival number six, the vlog. So let's get into some obsidian news. For those that are new to the podcast, obsidian news is a recap of the last week, what I've been doing. So I just go to my Facebook page, I sit here with the microphone and I discuss what's gone on in the last week. So the 29th of August, which was exactly a week ago today, we had Daniel Goodison in for a full day with his little girl, Luna, who is an IPO prospect.
1: They did fucking awesome.
0: Um, and it actually was the straw that broke the camel's back into me not doing one-to-one sessions anymore and only doing one-to-one half days. <sighs> Some idiot just called me while I'm in the middle of trying to record this podcast. So what I was saying was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back into me only doing one-to-one half sessions uh, half days and full days. And the reason was... Um, the quality of clients that come for half days and full days, on the whole, is just fucking loads better. Don't get me wrong, I've had some amazing clients in for single sessions, but the, the calibre overall is um, just better for these half days and full days. Daniel and Luna did brilliantly, like I say, she's an IPO prospect, he's hoping to stick BH on her in the near-ish future, he needs to get himself into an IPO club. Daniel, if you're listening to this, get your ass to an IPO club immediately, if you haven't already. Um, You did say at the session that you were going to get into it. So let's get going. Let's get going. 29th of August as well. Get a free month in the Academy. So if you are listening to this and you are not an Academy member, um, drop me an email saying you want a free month in the Academy and I will give you one because I'm a fucking great guy. Life with a protection dog. 30th of August. So there's loads of fucking crazies in this world that think if you want a protection dog, you basically living with this rabid beast that's going to rip you up in the night. It's just not the case, is it? It's not remotely the fucking case. Life with a protection dog is very much like life with any dog. There are some caveats, there are some differences, obviously. The dogs need working a lot in some manner, you know, but that, that's breed dependent more than more than the fact that they're protection trained. Um, with some protection dogs, you've got to be careful who comes around, what they do with the dogs, how they socialize with the dogs. My two are okay. Khalisi's is absolutely fine. Flex okay-ish with people. Um, you know, I walk him in public. I take him off lead in public. He's not a problem. He's not going to go and smash someone up just for fun. Um, but that said, I wouldn't let anybody touch him unless they'd been here, you know, for some time and they'd built a little bit of a bond and he'd understood that this guy's definitely meant to be here. Um. But other than that, there's really no difference in just having a normal dog. They, they, they lay around, they lay on my leather sofa, they lay on the floor, they wrestle with each other, they chase a the ball. Like, it's just a normal dog guys. It just happens to uh, be trained in a discipline. It's not like people who have got gun dogs think that they're running around the house hunting all the time, trying to beat bushes in the garden. You don't do that. You've got to have the picture. The picture has to be there. People who have agility dogs. The dog's not running around, jumping on the kitchen side, trying to work out where the next hurdle and the weaves are, doing weaves up the fucking stairs banister. It just lays around like a dog, because outside of the picture, it's just a dog. So if you're worried about having a protection dog, don't be. It's like having a normal dog. Do some damn research. So um, I did a video on this topic the other week, and this was just a bit of an extension on that, you know, pick your fucking breed carefully, pick the kind of dog you've got carefully. And it's not even just breed, it can be type of dog, you know, do you have what it takes to rescue a dog? Maybe not, but maybe you'll be fine to, to buy, a, you know, a, a dog off somebody that's not a rescue with fucking behavioural issues and psychological problems and, and all that shit. This is why the adopt don't shop thing fucks me off massively. Some people aren't in a position to adopt, they don't have enough knowledge, they don't have enough time, but why shouldn't they have a dog? Like, they can shop as long as they shop from ethical breeders, as long as they shop from ethical people rehoming, you know, adult dogs, selling dogs. I've got friends that sell dogs for a living. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I mean, it's not my game. I don't think I'll ever do it. Maybe someday, but as of right now, no interest in it whatsoever. But you've got to pick your type of dog. So you've got to decide if you can have... uh, a rescue dog, can you deal with them behavioral problems? Do you have the knowledge? If you don't have the knowledge, do you have the money and the time to invest into that so you can get the knowledge? If the answer's still no, then the dog's just going to fucking rip your house up for a year and you're going to rehome it again. And that dog deserves better than being passed pillar to post. That's a fucking headache. You don't need that. Neither does the dog. That's cruel. Um, and then breed. You know, if you live in a one-bedroom apartment in LA, probably, or in New York, probably don't buy a Mally because it's going to be a fucking headache. I mean, that's it. You can live in a one-bedroom apartment in New York and by mali If you work at a farm or something, you know, where you can take your dog everywhere all the time. I know lots of people have got very high-drive dogs in very small homes because they're getting the work in. Where the dog lives slash sleeps isn't really relevant. Like, we go away and live in a van when I'm away handling for a long period of time. That's much smaller than a one-bedroom apartment. But the dogs are still fine because they're getting work in. They're getting worked solidly for 12 hours, like, It's a no-brainer, guys. Do your fucking research. Spencer's birthday was on the 31st of August. He is eight. Um, That dog's done a full-circle transformation, really. He's gone from being a racing dog, presumably fairly happy. may have been abused a little bit in that process. But, you know, doing doing what the breed loves to do. And he's gone all the way round into um, a home. I'll use the term fucking loosely because it was barely a home where he had a piece of chicken wire for a lead, and now he's here with us, doing his stuff. He goes on the treadmill, he goes out running, he does obedience, he's a good dog, and I think he's got a good life. I'd like to get him out a little bit more, um, but it's it's hard as he's getting older, because I've got to try and weigh up the pros and cons of, you know, he's not the youngest dog in the world, and charging around a field at 45 mile an hour isn't the best thing for him. And that was another reason I got the treadmill, so I could control his exercise and keep some muscle on him so I can keep him running around the fields. Because that's what he loves to do more than anything. And the day he can't do that anymore will be the day he gets put to sleep. Because if he can't do what he enjoys in life, i ain't going to keep him holding on just, just for my benefit. It's not fair. That's another topic, actually, I'd like to talk about one day. When is the right time to put your dog to sleep? It's a bit of a fucking depressing one, isn't it? But it's, um, it's one that does need discussing. So we're going to do that soon. Then we're going to skip the one about the competition, because I'm going to talk about that in a lot more post. Then we were at Defend and Pursue. So uh, I spent day one of Defend and Pursue with a little French bulldog called Kimchi, who um, most of you will probably know the guy who runs him, Musmus, from Musmus TV. I uh, I spent the first half of the day with that dog. It was lovely. Nice to be around a little dog, especially when all you're ever around is big, bitey dogs. Can I say go lie down? My uh, dog is annoying me, as usual, when I do these podcasts. Right, Defend and Pursue was a great trial this year. It had been upped massively. It was the hardest Defend and Pursue ever, no doubt about it. Um, Last year, Kelis came sixth in level one, and this year she came third in level two, and she did very well. She fucked the obedience up big time, like horrendously. But hey, you live and learn, don't you? She uh, pulled it back in bite work. If she'd have had a good obedience round, I have zero doubts that she would have won that trial. She was very, very, very strong in bite work. I was very happy with her. But the other dogs there were also very good. Um, and the only reason I think she would have won in bite work was because the, the two dogs that beat me in, protect in overall also didn't do well in obedience. One of them was two points ahead of us and one of them was two points behind us after obedience. Um, so if she'd have got, you know, 30 points, 20 points or whatever in, in obedience and then still come out with that bite work scenario, she would have been ahead by miles in points. But it was a good trial. It was a really, really good trial. Um, then I put a vlog up, a 35-minute vlog up, all about Defend and Pursuit. So if you really want to get into that, go and watch that vlog. It's going to be far more educational than anything I can talk about in this podcast because it's all there on video. I filmed a lot. I filmed Puppy Obedience, uh, Level 3 Obedience, the Balloon Bite. They did a hot air balloon bite, by the way, for those that, that don't know. Um, I filmed the send Competition. That was uh, le- puppy protection, level three protection, that was on day one, and then on day two, I filmed level one obedience, level two obedience, level one protection, level two protection. Um, it was a really, really good weekend. And uh, that's sparked this next post, actually, on the 3rd of September, about why did dog trainers hate each other, because there were some dogs there at that weekend that were fucking absolutely outstanding, trained by people that hate me, and in the past, I have hated them. And it was a thing that I wanted to put out about, basically, if you know a dog trainer, if you're listening to this right now and you know a dog trainer that, I, that doesn't like me, go to my Facebook page and tag them in this post. It's titled, Why Do Dog Trainers Hate Each Other? I'm trying to get rid of the bullshit bitchiness in this industry. It's fucking pointless. What's the point? You don't have to like each other as people. You can still admit that you're a good trainer. Who is Shirley. Loads of you have heard me mention Shirley before and I imagine most of you listening to this podcast will already know she is because the podcast listeners are the dedicated people to Obsidian Canine Academy. Um, Shirley is the character that you have all met, there's no doubt about it. You know, middle-aged, short blonde bob, glasses, likes to ask for the manager at restaurants, hasn't seen a dick in 20 years, bitter as hell, definitely an armchair behaviourist, psychology expert, canine physiology Physiotherapy, every fucking ology and therapy that you've imagined, but her dog can't be let off the lead because it'll run away. Um, probably spends her evenings drinking shitty cheap wine from Tesco or Walmart for you Americans. You know, like $3 a bottle can kind of cheap. Going through all the fucking dog groups on Facebook looking for an ex-victim. The victim, by the way, always gets unsolicited advice thrown on them that they don't want. You know, like they put a video up of level IPO3 obedience, competition obedience. And Shirley's like, "Mm, this is not the correct way of dealing with this. I am an armchair psychologist. Um, And she probably then spends the rest of the night watching uh, TV shopping channels to buy fucking lemon squeezers and shit like that. Shirley, by the way, is just a fucking headache. Avoid at all costs. Fucking hell, I did a live yesterday. Are you impressed? I've done a live for ages. I really enjoy lives, but Facebook's algorithm just shafted us. You just can't get any reach from a live anymore, and it sucks. Um, But... That said, let's uh, maybe we'll keep trying again. Maybe we'll see if the algorithms changed. Yeah, I didn't uh, a live about sabotaging your own training, but I'm going to talk about that. The title of this podcast is um, meditation and dog training, which is very bizarre because I am not an airy fairy fluffy person, but fucking bear with me. Bear with me. We'll get onto it. Um, aggression in dogs. Everyone's labeling aggression badly. They're just not getting it. Aggression, true aggression, isn't that common, to be honest. If you listen to this and you think you've got a truly aggressive dog, please ring me up. I'll come and see it because you probably haven't. Most people have got fear reactivity or territorial problems or nervous aggression. Um, they, they can all come out as aggression. You can still get your fucking face bitten off by it, but it's not true aggression. So panic less just because the teeth and barking doesn't make it aggression. And then finally, just posted today, the three D's of dog training. Distraction, distance, duration, academy members, you all know this. Inside out, to front, because I'm fucking obsessed with it. It's the it's the, uh, the thing that you need to proof behaviours. So you proof through distance, you proof through distraction, and you proof through duration. Once you've got all that nailed, you're away. Um, right, let's get on to the topic of this podcast now. It's not going to be a mega long podcast, probably 15 minutes or so. So a few more minutes, I just want to talk about this real briefly. Um. For those that don't know, I have been meditating for several years. and not in the manner that you think about when you think of the word meditation. I don't sit in a cave with my eyes shut going, om. that's just not my game. Not into that. Um, I can't remember how I found, oh, I, okay, I'll tell you the story. So uh, there's a good friend of mine, we play music together. Um, and he had a dream board, you know, a vision board thing, this, things that he wants from his life. And there was a picture of the OM symbol on it. And I was like, if you could pick anything off this board, what would you pick? Bear in mind is a full time musician, so I thought he would pick like a platinum record or number one in the UK charts or number one on the billboards or things like that. And he pointed to this fucking home sign and I'm like, All Right, I don't get it. And he's like, Okay, so I want to do my mastery course, which is the the course to teach the kind of meditation I ended up doing. Um and I was like, Okay, I'm missing something clearly, because that to me is not anywhere near as exciting as a platinum record or as a farmhouse or as A Rolls-Royce, or et cetera, et cetera. Other things that would be on people's dream world. So I started picking his brains about it, blah, 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 blah. A few months went on. I thought, fuck it, I'll be open-minded, because I tell everyone to be open-minded about everything, about dog training methods, about learning techniques, all of that. I always tell people, be fucking open-minded. And I was sat there going, I ain't doing this bullshit. So I dropped that and went open-minded. Anyway, I went on this course called The First Sphere, which is Ascension Meditation, and... Genuinely, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. And it wasn't the best thing I've ever done in my life because it was some fucking groundbreaking technique that's gonna change your life and make you a million dollars and the happiest person in the world, the best sex life ever and 25 million supermodels chasing you. It's not about that life. It allowed me to be very present in my dog training. The way dogs learn is moment by moment. They're not, they're not, you don't look at your dog and he's thinking, ooh, I wonder when my neck's gonna go out. I wonder if that dog's still on the field. I wonder if uh, he's going to clean my poo out of the garden soon. I wonder what i are having for dinner. They just don't do it. They're literally, whatever's happening now, they're stuck in it. They're stuck in the now all the time. Um, and we struggle to teach them because we're not. So you go to the training field. You take the dog to the training field and the dog's literally playing in this moment. If you've got a ball out, the dog's going, I want the ball. The dog's not thinking, I wonder what behavior he's going to tell me to do next. I wonder what behavior he's going to tell me to do in 15 minutes time. I wonder if he's going to put that e-collar on me. They don't give a fuck. They're just in this moment. They want the ball out of your hand. Meanwhile, you're on a completely different spectrum where you're sat there going, oh, I wonder what behavior I should train next. I wonder how I should train it. I wonder if this is going to go badly. This went badly last time. Oh, maybe I'm not going to be able to get it right. Maybe we're having a bad day. We're definitely having a bad day. I don't know what to do. And you're going through this fucking dialogue over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. You're not getting your dog trained properly. You're doing yourself a disservice. So, my tip for today for meditation and dog training is to be in that moment with your dog. Leave everything at the fucking gate. I say the gate because we have a gate on our field. But at the start of the field or wherever you're training, leave all your problems there. Leave the fact that you can't pay rent this month. Leave the fact that you've just lost a client. Leave the fact that your boss is pissing you off. Leave the fact that your wife's withholding sex from you and won't talk to you because you fucking chatted to the next door neighbor for too long. Leave everything at the fucking gate you will thank yourself endlessly. And it's very simple because then you and the dog will be just in that moment of training. You're not thinking about how well it went yesterday. You're not thinking about how well it's going to go tomorrow. You're just training the dog in front of you. Give it a try. Like I say, Ascension was a tool that I used to to allow me to do that. But whatever the hell you want. Eckhart Hall's got a very good book called The Power of Now. Narayan shire has got a very good book called Chit Happens, C-H-I-T, which is a Sanskrit word for consciousness. Um, there are some amazing books out there. Uh, David Hawkins has got a very good book called Letting Go. There are lots of good books, but whatever method or technique or thing you have to do to be more present in your dog training, go and do it. It will help you endlessly. And that is the end of Obsidian Canine Academy podcast, episode seven. So... If you've got anything particularly that you want to see in the next episode or anything that you want me to talk about or if you want to fucking come on and be a guest, you are more than welcome. I'll see you all next time.